Hi, I'm Don Bish. This is the Bolster Risk Management Podcast. Each show, I pick topics about financial literacy, basic money matters, and financial risk management for you and your family. Uh, this is uh, episode 69, Women and Money. Recently, we had an International Women's Day, and the Financial Services Council of New Zealand encouraged businesses to promote and discuss women and money in the finance sector. This is important and relevant, but it's uh, difficult for me to write about as a man without, uh, well, mansplaining. And uh, look, when I was writing that, the autocorrect did actually see it as a real word, mansplaining. Who knew? Anyway, uh, to uh, uh, I really want to get to the heart of these issues, but um, look, there's there's no denying that there are clear discriminations when it comes to women and money. Uh, I'll discuss these. Uh, I do want to actively encourage women to have agency over their financial affairs. So uh, listen on. Let's see how we do. So the key ideas, uh, it's a man's world. Oh, you're going to shoot me for saying that, aren't you? Uh, facts, more facts and inference. Strong women help women get stronger and keep it simple. Right, it's a man's world. Well, is it? Well, the answer is maybe now, probably, but uh, times they are changing slowly, but I believe definitely for the better. In 2018, 2019, when I was looking at the financial services industry, I was trying to figure out if I really wanted this as a career. Did I want to learn a new industry? Uh, did I really want to start my own business one day? Uh, did I just want to be, well, just another insurance salesperson? I started taking note of the likes of Financial Services Council uh, and uh, the Retirement Commission, uh, and they were doing some really interesting work on financial literacy in New Zealand. While I was learning the ropes as a financial advisor, I was talking with people from all walks of life. There were people who had large incomes, and yet they struggled on a week-by-week -week basis. There were single mums doing it tough, but showing great resilience and financial awareness. There were people starting out in their 20s showing more financial intelligence than I ever had at their age. The range of financial success, I'll use that term loosely, uh, was vast. Yet the majority of people were struggling. Many households have both partners working while trying to raise a family. There is pressure on the finances, pressure to do the kids' homework, pressure to get the kids to sporting training, fed, showered, birthday parties, seemingly endless things to do and think about. And as a result, there becomes some under-discussed division of labour, where one person gets the kids to sport while the other one does things like keeping the household running. So the last thing many people want to do is to spend an hour with me talking about risk, death and disability scenarios. They have even less time to think about who is looking after the money. Uh, let's just listen to that again. They have even less time to think about who is looking after the money. Now, however, in reality, someone, normally one person, out of necessity becomes the money person of the household. Whether it's deliberate or by default, it's typically the male who takes on this role. This is not always the case, but studies have found that often women, uh, sorry, when women hit their 50s, and for whatever reason their husband is no longer around, and then they're left on their own. It is only then that she realizes she doesn't know anything about her financial position. This is a daunting and scary situation for anyone to be in. That is why I decided in the end to make this industry my career, because I get to help bring about change in whatever small way to help everybody understand that your money matters. Okay, facts, more facts, inference, social structures. Ah, here we go. The facts don't lie, and these highlight that financial literacy is a big component of the personal money management challenge. And I'll discuss that again a bit later. However, there is also structural and societal forces that exist across the cultural divide. For example, 
women experience pay inequity in the labor market and tend to be the family members who take time out of the workforce to care for children or older relatives, meaning when it comes to time to retire, they have less. We know this not just intuitively, but because a study from Tara Hunger Aura, or the Retirement Commission, has confirmed this. And look, I apologize for my pronunciation, but uh, there you go, an Englishman uh, trying to speak Tara. Uh, the same findings also highlight that women were disproportionately impacted financially by divorce and domestic violence. To top it off, women also bore the brunt of the COVID-19 crisis with higher rates of job losses than men. None of these issues have anything to do with financial intelligence. Yet is it any wonder that over eight of 10 women rate their financial well-being as being moderate, low, or very low? Based on the uncertainties discussed above, is it any surprise that over six in 10 women worry about money daily, weekly, or monthly? Or ten, uh, six in 10 women don't feel prepared for retirement? I've got the link again in the main article where you can uh, read the report from the Financial Services Council. Okay, so financial literacy. So here we go. So this comes up again and again, that women have significantly lower financial literacy than men. And look, it irks me to say this because just by saying it, I feel that I'm highlighting and labeling the issue even more. It's almost as if the statistics justify the reason that women should not handle the household money because statistically they are less prepared. Grief. That is most definitely not the case. Women have shown that they can handle daily budgets far better than their male counterparts. Many studies on microcredit or microfinance show women are far more capable than men and better and are better credit risks. That all said, the Commission for Financial Capabilities Barometer mm -hmm. Survey in 2020 found that women have lower financial knowledge than men. Twice as many men as women answered all the questions correctly. Women who have children have lower financial knowledge score than women without children. Single women with no children have a higher financial score than women in a relationship. And the gender gap is largest in understanding simple and compound interest. And the gender gap is similar across all ethnic groups. The financial literacy statistics for women do not look flash. And this is only part of the picture. Unpaid work, uh, the gender pay gap, low money confidence and societal constraints all hinder progress. So strong women helps women get stronger. For a couple of weeks in March, I joined a few webinars about women and money, getting into uh, getting women into the finance sector. And uh, there's one I heard with uh, Hillary, uh, Hillary Barry. One of the key takeaways when I was listening to these sessions was that there are a lot of really strong women taking ownership, being comfortable in their own skin and owning their place in the world. This leads to other women standing up and starting to shine too. Men and women think and communicate about money matters in varied ways. The FSC highlighted that institutional trust issues lead to gender gaps in financial risk aversion, spending and saving preferences, further supporting the view that women manage financial risk, spending and saving differently to men. So Jane Wrightson talking about her work at the Retirement Commission, uh, and I, I draw much of my um, stuff from their research. Uh, she was talking about um, uh, what she was saying was empowering. They've got a national strategy which is focused on three audiences, Maori, uh, women and Pacific peoples. While working together, their aim is to demystify money by using clear and consistent language. 
it might sound simple, but helping people learn about debt and saving and understanding that through cultural behaviors and practice, practices is not simple in reality. The way forward is strong women helping others, leading the charge, not waiting for men to mansplain or direct them and for them to simply just get on with it. So keep it simple, keep it simple. Things are changing slowly and taking small steps do make a difference. Many good ideas are simple. For a lot of us, trying to go up against institutional conventions and behaviours is daunting. Having open conversations with your spouse about money is a good place to start. Creating a time and date for your family uh, to have just 30 minutes once a month may work well for your family. If you're on your own, don't be shy with yourself. Face the situation that you're in, get real with where you're at, and then do a bit each day to make a change. Maybe it is as simple as checking the bank balance daily so that you can track your spending or setting up a new account and automatically putting away, I don't know, $5 a week or whatever you can comfortably afford. It could be reading the blogs of women who have gone through similar experiences as yours, learning how to make small changes in your behavior. Find a voice that suits you and learn from them. Having agency over your money is a powerful thing, no matter what position you find yourself in. Whether it be the comfortable home executive or the single mum working three jobs, you both need to have a feeling of control. That and patience. Good change takes time. So at the risk of sounding like, well, yeah, that guy, I'll stop now. Okay. Uh, look, these podcasts are meant to give you just uh, little nuggets of information to think through your next steps. Be sensible. Your situation is unique to you. And when you need it, get professional advice. Uh, there is the article that goes with this, uh, and look, I always have um, links to the sources of information I, I, I well, what I'm referring to. Uh, if you want to have a chat with me or ask me a question, um, or if you've got a suggestion or topic you want me to discuss, please get in contact. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. You can email me at dominic at bolsterriskmanagement.co.nz. Uh, you can use, uh, use the phone 0800 574 uh, if you're new, subscribe to the podcast. If you're not new, tell your friends. And uh, yeah, share the love. Until next time, thank you.